1: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three.
0: He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter.
1: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, one oh one nine FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app. Good
2: morning, campers.
1: Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and
0: most days it doesn't suck. All right, Football Friday on the fan. We've only got a couple more of them. A couple minutes after 5, the Eddie schizzeri A little perky today on a Friday, I understand. Good for you. And across from me,
2: his name is Al Vincent Dukes. What's up? Good morning, Jerry. I got to tell you, this NFL is something else. Just when you think you know what's going on, you they know pull nothing. a fast one on you. This Bill Belichick thing is so stupid to me. The Falcons are losers. Raheem Morris, Yeah. Huh? See you in the playoffs. Oh. Never, Falcons. You would think. No disrespect to Mr. Raheem Morris. but No.
0: But I thought we were getting Kirk Cousins and Bill Belichick in Atlanta.
2: Yeah. Guess what? Uh, you'll be seven and whatever. Ten. Tell you what, who's very Good nervous. Luck. <laughs> who? Uh, Brian Dable.
0: Yeah. Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else might be on the hot yeah. seat when the season begins? Correct. I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, if I'm Brian Dable coming off a bad season... You go into year three, you get off to a bad start, and he's looming, and you know that the owner loves the guy and would love to end his career where it
2: started? Uh-oh. Right. Correct. Uh-oh. You're right. Go go ahead, and let's pull another one of those giant one and 5 starts Ooh. or 2 and 6 starts. Man. Well, good for Giants fans. Well, yes, that is very true. Bad for Falcons. If you're a Falcon fan, just shut it down. If I'm doing sports talk in Atlanta today, I might shut the station off after today. Well, you can't do that until you see who their quarterback's going to be.
0: They do have a good defense. They do.
2: And they do have baseball down there, Jerry, so I guess they could talk yeah, baseball. Yeah, the Braves on only it. like win the World Series. That's yeah. a good point. Exactly. But and the, the division Falcons, every year. The Falcons are losers. That's it. Arthur Blank clearly has no control over that franchise. Rich McKay, that nerd, thin nerd that I knew from back in the Tampa days, Jerry, he's running the place. Good luck. Man, the Bucks got to be thrilled, right? The Bucs are going to win that division every year. I would think again. The Bucks I mean, are going to win that division every year. Yeah, Maybe the Saints that. one year. I don't know about that. Panthers, losers. Falcons, losers. So where so two let's other see teams? Here. So Atlanta,
0: boy, they don't draft till eighth. Eighth. So it's not uh-huh. even like they're in that top three. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. I, they, it's So <laughs> weird. It is bizarre. That one, I mean, you knew they interviewed 14 or 15 people, but
2: I actually did think
0: that he was going to end up there.
2: This was going to be the year of the cool Cat. coaches being moved around. No Vrabel yet. No Vrabel yet. No, no Pete Carroll. No Pete Carroll. No Bill Belichick. Right. Yeah. So Vrabel will end up with, there's two jobs left, Seahawks and commanders. That's it. Or I will tell you, You know, I thought there were two coaches that
0: made big mistakes after they were let go in this town. Eric Mangini and Rex Ryan that both jumped at jobs like Mangini jumped to Cleveland, which was an awful job with no quarterback and he didn't last very long and Rex jumped to the Bills who I don't believe were a very good team at the time as opposed to maybe laying in the weeds a little bit, find the right spot. So while... I agree with you. I am surprised that Vrabel hasn't been hired anywhere. Belichick has gone nowhere, and Pete Carroll, I guess, is not going to get a job. At least in Belichick's and Vrabel's case, maybe they sit and wait, and they actually get a better spot next year. Like, I can make the case if Bill Belichick ends up with the Giants next year, that's a win for everybody.
2: That's true. So I do agree, though. It's it's very odd that they weren't picked up. It's a loser move by the Falcons, but it'll be to the benefit of the Giants probably. What will be very interesting next year will be the way the schedule
0: shapes out for the Giants. Because I will tell you, I'll give you a couple of their non-division opponents. Yes,
2: for next year, love it. And the Ravens <laughs> loss in Cleveland, probably a loss unless Deshaun Watson's playing. Win in Pittsburgh. Now, not that you can't beat the Steelers, but better
0: off be having that game at home. Yes, they got to go to Pittsburgh. They are in Atlanta. Okay, That's well, that should be a win, Giants. right, the way you're talking about it. They have to play Tampa. Nor- so they're basically playing the NFC North and the NFC South. Okay. They get the Saints. They get the Falcons. They get the Bucks, But they also get the Ravens and the Steelers and the Browns. So it's going to depend on the way. And I guess that means the Bengals they'll get, most likely. I mean, the Giants haven't gotten off to a really good start in a long time. No, I and <laughs> Yes. And they got to go to Seattle. So if they end up with a schedule that's st- because again, I said this all summer. I thought their schedule was balanced poorly, front side to back side. And I think if you reversed it, you win games early, even if you're not as good as you might think you are. If you win games, momentum and confidence is a lot. If they would have started five and one instead of one and five, even staring at those tough games in the back end, at least you go into those games feeling like you're on par with them. Man, if you get if you're top heavy here again, like you open with the Ravens, then you go to
2: Cincinnati and the, I mean, good lord. And you know you're getting the Cowboys early. That For sure. always happens. Oh yeah.
0: You're gonna get the Cowboys, you're gonna get the Eagles, who I mean, I know the Eagles are down right now, at least the way the season ended, but they've never beaten the Eagles. All of a sudden it's like Yep. Holy cow.
2: Hmm. Yeah, so you know what? I was annoyed when I walked in here because of the. I thought it was just a bonehead move by the Falcons. But now it's good news for Giants fans. It might be. And that's what we care about here, Jerry, on WFAN. Well, it's win-win because either he's going to be
0: here or Dable and the Giants are playing well.
2: Correct. Good move. Good. So, Jerry, I'm loving this positive Friday vibes. Uh,
0: positive Friday. That's exactly right. Positive Friday. So
2: either Brian Dable and the Giants are rolling, 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 and that's good for business here. Or, or here or comes Bill. Bill Belichick shows up to finish his career. Right. Oh, baby. Yeah. Get in get one of those old Giants starter jackets like he used to. Wear. <laughs> that, I know he's into the uh You could do that. You know everyone's always like get those uh, get the ho- cut off sleeves on the hoodies. No. Get that old Giants red starter jacket that, that I see was him in. ugly.
0: <laughs> yeah, but my brother had the blue one, much nicer. Yeah, yeah. Underrated,
2: the white one. Yeah, you got to be careful with white jackets though. Those get filthy quickly. You're right. But the red one was ugly. You drop one piece of food with ketchup on it and you're finished. True. That is true. So I then did, yeah. what do you think of this, Jerry? I don't I feel like this doesn't happen a lot. Dan Quinn is meeting with the commanders next week okay. in their division. That's an interesting I kind of feel like that a head doesn't a coaching job. Yeah, I kinda of feel like it doesn't happen though.
0: I think it happens more than you know. I don't know. Bill Belichick left the Jets and went and signed with the Patriots. How'd
2: that go? Well, that was a villainous move. Well, whatever. I very mean, very villainous. <laughs> that did happen. That
0: did happen. I think it happens more than you think. Hmm. To be quite honest, the, the head coach of the Panthers just came from the Bucks. Actually, oh, same true. division.
2: Good point. <laughs> I was. Here is what I didn't want: a good coach going to the Panthers because they that whole organization stinks.
0: Well, I guess the theory with Canales going there was he was the offensive coordinator in Tampa, got a lot of the Baker Mayfield. He was in Seattle with um, Gino, uh, with Gino, and got a lot out of him. And I guess the hope is now you can do the same thing with uh, blanking out on the what's the Panthers quarterback's name, Bryce Young. That they can elevate his play. Now. Okay, that's the idea from what I read. I don't know.
2: I saw some other guy, but uh, that's a buzz, no buzz, no buzz move. Yeah, that's a no. buzz. Doesn't excite you. Yeah. Again, you're a Panthers fan. The season ends. All these yeah. big name coaches are popping up, and you end up with Dave Canales, right? Not exciting. Whoever that is, Jerry. Exactly.
0: I, I think you were probably more excited to have Frank Reich when the season yes. began because you saw what he's done as an assistant, and were hopeful that he could get that team going. And you gave him
2: what eight games? Yeah. So right now you have the the Commanders' job head coach, Seahawks' job head coach. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. So the Seahawks. Those are the only two. Yeah. That's left. So, the Seahawks dump Pete Carroll and have no game plan? I think the game plan was Dan
0: Quinn. Oh. But they haven't hired him. Maybe because when they asked him in the interview, what the hell happened
2: in the playoff <laughs> game where you embarrassed yourself, perhaps that conversation didn't go well. He went, eh, next question, please. <laughs> Dan, this isn't a press conference. This is an interview you must answer. I got to be, I have no answers. I don't mm. know what happened. Bad day? Man, could Micah tackle someone? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reddy right, just throws all his players under the bus. God. I don't know what those guys are doing. They yeah. were all out late the night before. That's what I would say. I read,
0: I read one thing. I don't know if it's true or not. I read one thing where the Cowboys changed their defensive philosophy for that game. Well, if you did, burn that philosophy.
2: <laughs> like, you know, we've gotten this whole season successful. Oh my God. Let's change it up this
0: game. I, I don't know that that's true, Gets but that was one thing one of the reporters said. Yeah. So, oh, my God. They changed it up, Jerry? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. What can I tell you? <laughs>
2: hmm. Yeah, I don't know, Jerry. I'm looking at this uh, NFL season coming up and the there are just certain divisions just and the NFL season coming up, you mean the next one where we haven't yeah, finished this one yet? Yeah. Okay. Twenty twenty four. Got it. And like the Falcons no matter what <laughs> they're locked in on the Falcons. I am because I'm just thinking eight games in. <laughs> Unless you're six and two, everyone's gonna be furious that you hired Raheem Morris. Uh, you're
0: hundred uh, percent. I think if you're a Falcon fan, you're very upset that Belichick didn't get the job, I think. That having been said, when you do step back for a second and you look back at a lot of their losses this year, they lost many games because their quarterback play was – I mean, Desmond Ritter made so many bad turnovers in key spots in winnable games, games they were winning late, games they were down a score late, bad turnovers in the red zone. I really do think they're better than you're giving them credit for because of the way it finished. I don't think they're that far off from potentially winning that. To be. I mean, they weren't that far off. What they finish? A game out, game and a half, two games out. Not sure. So, I mean, the Bucks wanted at nine and eight. If I had to guess, I would say the Bucks were eight and nine. You I mean, the uh, I Falcons.
2: I'm sorry, the Falcons. Yes, of course. That could be. Let's see NFL standings. Right. Let's... All we know, Jerry, is Arthur Blank wanted Bill Belichick, and that Rich McKay, that weasel. Falcons were seven and ten, not eight and nine. seven and ten. Seven and ten. Yes. No one wanted them because they're all nervous in that front well, office that then, they're going to lose then their jobs.
0: you have to blame it on Arthur Blank then. I do. Because he's the owner of the team. If that's yeah. what he wanted, then damn it, go do it. And if, Rich, you don't like it, then you get out. You hit the bricks too, Rich. Yeah. What's his name? McKay. Rich McKay. Yeah. I mean, he's another. Arthur Blank's not a young man. I'm sure no. he wants to see a winner. I get it. Yeah. But, you know, Hey, Raheem Morris was a failed head coach with the Bucks, but he has been a great coordinator and a great assistant coach. Perhaps the second time around, he learned
2: a lot. I mean, he's a good coach. But I'm saying, like, even he's put in a weird position now. Because when you when you get a new job and you go and say, you don't want to be, like, under the microscope immediately from the fans who think... Who know you were the second choice. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Second choice of the fans and the owner. Correct. Oh, absolutely. Well, the owner... <laughs> The owner wanted the other guy. Do you think the uh, front office down there in at Atlanta is having a party at the Cheetah Club tonight? Ooh, ooh, we, <laughs> we we get to keep our jobs. Bill Belichick's not coming in to smack us around.
0: Perhaps I will tell you it's quite selfish, though. That is very that is selfish. Not,
2: that is not putting the organization first. Self-preservation. Yeah, we'll Listen, see how it works out. I would do the out. same thing. I know you would. I'd be so, if I was working in the Falcons front office. I'd be like. Bill Belichick's coming. He's oh, 72. What he's are we doing a pain here? pain in the ass, I bet.
0: And that. And that. Because you know he's coming in with his whole staff.
2: Yeah. Or his own people, I should say. They'd just be mumbling in the hallways. Be like, oh, uh, you got to meet with Bill Belichick? No. Yeah, I know. Uh, now it would be like, Your who, who is it? Now Raheem Morris. Okay, cool. We get to tell him what to do. You think we've been the here uh, Atlanta media is happy? No. They don't have to deal with Belichick. No, I actually think that they. Had all these ideas for stories that is going to be great. We get to cover a legendary coach Belichick, all this stuff, and now all those stories go right in the toilet. <laughs> I'm sure some probably started writing them already. <laughs> right, they're already like when you start writing obituary obituaries for old dudes. So when they die, you just whoosh. who does that? Oh, they do that, Jerry. Really? The failing New York Times. What's well, sad? I think they have. Have like, you written yours yet? No, no, no. I still got some time. But like, I mm, let's try to think of whose obituaries are already written. That's terrible. Like do you think Warren Buffett's? ob he's ninety
0: three. Yeah, his, he- his is ready to go. Really?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not good. He's got a lot of life to live. His is ready to go. Probably. Uh, Joe Biden's really old. He his ain't ninety three. Ready- his is probably ready to go. But he's
0: not ninety three. Yeah.
2: He but Joe Biden could be alive
0: another twenty years. Yeah. So that's a big big waste of an obituary that's that you wrote.
2: I mean, my goodness. Did you ever see that um, SNL sk- skit back from when SNL was funny? They did. Uh, which was when, 1988? Well, Dana Carvey was on it. Okay. Because Dana was Carvey was doing his impressions of Tom Brokaw, which mm-hmm. used to be great. Was better than yours? Uh, yeah, because <laughs> mine is trying to do an impression of Dana Carvey. Oh, holy oh, hammer. <laughs> and they did this thing where they were making Tom Brokaw record all these deaths mm-hmm. because he was going on vacation or something. Like, what if these people die when you're on vacation? Oh. And he'd be like, oh, Gerald Ford was mauled by wolves. Oh. You know, they're trying to get every... Death possible scenario <laughs> about Gerald Ford. Yeah. So that's what I think. That really doing. sounded hilarious. <laughs> if, I'm not doing it justice. Jerry It's very funny. Oh my God.
0: Oh, uh, let's take a break. Ford. Cause uh, Al's going to continue to do impersonations here. Holy Homer. When we come back, we'll get into cave on Thibodeau for a couple of minutes. I'm sure. Plus Al will give you his take on the Knicks who beat the nuggets last night by a lot. Pretty big story. Actually. Do
2: we have cool games? Also, Jerry, I haven't looked at so, the schedule. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to do cool.
0: games. Oh, okay. With a little bit of a wrinkle. Ooh! All right, that kind of cool. Do I have
2: to get my music ready, or yes. should I not get? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, we still, we still, have two okay, games still we're going to do, and then a little wrinkle at the end. Okay. Is that fair? Two cool games with a wrinkle. I like it, Jerry. All right, so we'll do all that next. Man, you need to play music anyway.
1: you got
0: cool, cool
2: games, cool games. Come on. All right, 525.
0: That's nice. that one for <laughs> you, Jerry. Well, I think we're moment's over. Okay. So I think you could just line up. Cool All games.
2: right, fair enough.
0: So we got a couple of things we're going to get to. We're going to get to Kayvon Thibodeau in just a few minutes. We're going to get to a little wrinkle in what we usually do on Friday, but there's only, I mean, like, this is it. It is this Friday, and then it's two weeks from today. And yeah. then you got the Super Bowl, and then we start doing cool games for the NHL. No. Uh, so right <laughs> so right now, without further ado, I know he's got his vocal cords all set to go. Mm-hmm. I present to you an NFC AFC Championship weekend edition of Cool Game. Thank you, Jerry.
2: The next time I do this, I'll be in Vegas, much like Wayne Newton. <laughs> time for You're cool.
0: So, listen, it's Championship Sunday. I mean, let's be honest. We have two cool games. But we will not know we'll get, we'll get through it, of course. I haven't looked
2: at the schedule yet, Jerry. And you
0: <laughs>
2: Amazingly enough, that doesn't shock me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: so, the idea is you've got to want to watch this from start to finish. And we've got one game now. I think the cool games are going to start at 1 o'clock as Rutgers takes on Purdue. Oh, at Jersey Mike's Arena. That is going to be a blast. I will be there for that. And then I'm going to hustle home for... What might be cool game number one, which would be at 3 o'clock on Sunday.
2: Yes, I was actually surprised. I thought these games would be reversed for the time that they're on. Because I thought they would put the bigger game on at 6.30. Well, why is the Niners and Lions the NFC championship game? It is, but I feel like there's still a lot of people. I think the majority of people think the Lions have no shot. Even though... Oh, I don't think that's fair. America, Jerry, is rooting for the Lions. Yeah. I think most people think the Niners are going to have no problem with the Lions. I think most people expect the Niners in the Super Bowl. I do agree with that. Which seems like that would have been the 3 o'clock game.
0: What I don't know the answer to is, do CBS and Fox trade these every year? Because obviously the 6.30 window takes you into prime time. So That's a fair point. Or was it based on the fact that you don't want an FC championship game played at noontime Local. I don't know. So I don't know if it's dependent upon the networks or the location. I don't know. Great
2: questions, Jerry. You know who I'm going to ask? Mr. Boomer yeah. Sison yeah. when he walks in here. Pretty sure he'll know the answer. Yep. And I kind of think, I'm now thinking it was probably set <laughs> right. I don't. It might be. I don't know. But I don't the know NFC how that works. Was, uh, I don't know how that works. So uh, we did that second game first, Then that's Lions at Niners. Uh, Jerry, is this a cool game? I think it is. I think it's a lot of fun. I
0: think this is a Lions team that plays well defensively. Jared Goff is underrated. He doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. Amon Ross St. Brown has been... Uh, been exhilarating and still pissed that he didn't make it to, what was it, the Pro Bowl or All-Pro, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think this is a cool game. I have Brock Purdy, the Niners. I hope Debo Samuel plays. Me too. Um, but I, I'm expecting this to be a
2: blast of a Sunday night of a game. I saw Charles Barkley on that uh, CNN show he does with Gayle King. He, CNN Sports? CNN Sports, no, yeah. <laughs> he said uh, he is a man crush on Dan Campbell. Nice. And if he played football, he would want to play. For Dan
0: Campbell. Yeah, I I mean, they just signed Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz basically was gushing about Dan Campbell, how you'd run through a brick wall for this guy. Do you also love Dan Campbell? I. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've... Uh, yeah, we've talked about this, that I thought the Lions showed great resolve by not firing him when things didn't start well, and he would stand up there at the podium and say, I know we're doing things the right way. I know we're not winning games, but we will. Um, it's... Goes to show if you show some stones once in a while and back your guy if you believe in the
2: plan. Let me ask you this, Jerry. You're a Cowboys fan. Dan Campbell. Would you trade him for Mike he's McCarthy? A, he's a former cowboy. Dan Campbell is? Oh, come on. I had no idea. That Dan Campbell played for the Cowboys? Nope. What position? He looks like an offensive lineman. It's kind he's of big. Tight end out. Dan Campbell was a tight oh, end. God. Man, I felt like I used to know all the Cowboy tight ends: Billy Joe Dupree, Doug Cosby, the others.
0: <laughs> How about the one in the '90s that won the Super Bowl? I know,
2: I can't think of his Jake name. Jake
0: Novacek. Ah! Oh my God! How about Jason Witten, who I believe <laughs> I think was yes. named the Texas High School Coach of the Year? Oh, is that right? I believe oh, good so. For him. Yes. Yeah, I mean the broadcasting clearly didn't go well on TV. Perfect. But he is, I believe, coaching high school and very did very well. And that's very big down there. Yeah,
2: no, it's huge. Absolutely. Mm. All right, Jerry, the earlier game, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens. I mean Yeah, it's I mean, this
0: should be a great game. It should be. Now, I think most people think the Ravens will win this game.
2: But I don't know how you bet against Mahomes. Exactly. Now do you like the idea that it's supposed to be raining and muddy and just a bit of a it, mess? It or do doesn't
0: you... bother me because these are two bad weather types of teams. Two mutters. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the Chargers going into Baltimore on Sunday to where you would feel like the weather really will impact or impede what they want to do. I think Kansas City's built for it. We saw it. Zero degrees, no problem. Snow, no problem. Little rain, Mahomes can handle it. So, I, it, it'll look ugly. But in terms of the game being played, I don't think
2: that will factor much into what happens. Yeah, the only thing I don't like—like like I love putting on a game and it's and it's raining and it's sloppy. Yeah, but I also want to see these two quarterbacks throwing the ball all over the field, and and you feel like you lose a little bit of that. I think they still if will it's sloppy. See, I think that I, I at least in um, at least in Mahomes's case, I don't think he shies away from that. So he'll still be slinging the ball all over the place. Yeah, we got former Rutgers standout. Isaiah Pacheco, Jerry. Look at you. He'll be crushing it. Look at you. Man, if I was Rutgers, I'd have that guy back as often as possible. Be like, he does come back after the season. I'd be Got like, a
0: standing ovation last year. Look at this guy. He was a Rutgers. Boy. Yeah. Uh, yes, and they, they always tell you that, too, on the broadcast. But when he showed up, I want to say he came to at least two games last year
2: in the, ba- in the basketball season in, like, February when the season was over yeah. and standing ovation. When, he, uh, when I went to that Rutgers football game this year, they had him up on the billboard doing whatever those yeah. Rutgers chants are or things. What do mm-hmm. they do there, Did very... you stand up and cheer? <laughs> I did not. Okay. It was pouring rain, and I was
0: freezing. You, it's really amazing how you got, like, one of the worst days of the yeah, year to go. I know. Like, you're the type of person that needs to be sold on it. hmm And it's like the day that I did the, the Rutgers pre-pre-show on the fan, which was before for, I think it was the Virginia Tech game, I think. I forget. Um, and I did say for the game, you think I remember, uh, which they did win. It, it was such a beautiful, cloudless day. It was 75 degrees. Yeah. Like, that would have been perfect for you to get the experience. Yes. You go. It's 47
2: degrees in a monsoon. Freezing. I Freezing mean, and raining. Not cannot make it up. So. Here's a uh, Boomer stat pack statistic for Chiefs-Ravens, Jerry. You know the... Patrick Mahomes has not thrown an interception in his last five postseason games. Nice. And if he throws no interception Sunday, it'd be like some sort of record. Nice. That's uh, pretty to good. Me, there's nothing better than saying this is his sixth AFC
0: championship game. Right. I mean, you uh, that is remarkable. Yes. I mean, talk about owning Championship Sunday. He owns it. He does. He does. Do you Man. think there's any I don't even know what the right word is. The conversation between uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift about this latest story in the Post about the AI Taylor Swift porn that circulated. Yeah,
2: that sucks. That does suck. AI, uh, pornographic images of her. Hmm. Yeah, that is uh, that ain't right. I did take a look at them this morning. Oh, were you? You turned on? No, <laughs> I mean, what it was are we weird. Doing? It was weird. You actually looked at the images? I looked because I want to... Yes. Yes, I did. I I was about to give you some excuse, but yes, I did. (laughs) I will tell you this about them. So is it a cartoon? They they feel cartoonish. Okay. Because of the way AI looks, Mm -hmm. AI images look. That being said, they involve her and Kansas City Chiefs players, which is very strange. And I understand how... That might make one feel yeah, see I think so. your images like that. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone's looking at them and going, is this real? They do not look real. Yeah, okay. But they're also very nasty. Very nasty, Jerry. Wow, I wonder what they are. Okay. Yeah. I did not look. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike you, the way you
0: ran to the computer. <laughs> this, hey,
2: because I was so curious. I, I know. I understand. And that's the other bad thing about it becoming a story. Yeah. I didn't even know it existed. Right. Now I'm going and looking for it. Now you do. Yeah. And you know how many millions of people will today? Yeah. Which well, stinks. Twitter did um, take them down. Okay. They were on Twitter? Yeah, that's how they were posted oh, on Twitter.
0: Oh, my I so Twitter realize. did
2: take them down, which was good. Okay. But then some other websites, you know, had. Of d- course, screen grads, grad, blah, 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 all that stuff.
0: All right, so here's what I wanted to do real quick. Is this so we called The about, Wrinkle? This is The Wrinkle, Okay, Cool Games. I thought, I was trying to think back yesterday. I knew we only had two games. Didn't even know if we were going to do this or not. But I figured, let me look at it from a different perspective. Every week during the course of the season, we look at the games on Friday and we try and find out what a cool game is. It has been routine, most are not. They're actually bad games on paper. Yeah. Then I came up with five games that I believe we probably said no chances it's a cool game, but ended up being fantastic. Oh, okay. So you tell me now that it goes all the way back to the beginning. I only picked five, all the way to the end.
2: Giants Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, not that right? was hundred percent not a cool game. They got
0: blown out week one by the Cowboys, 40 to nothing. Going into Arizona, you're thinking, ugh, the Giants. What a waste Monday night was or Sunday night, whatever night that was. And now Arizona. And then you get that second
2: half, and that's all we talked about all week yes. was that
0: historic. Okay, so that's
2: one. And we actually thought that was going to turn the Giants' season. Like, they yeah. bounced back from that Cowboy loss. It, it didn't. It did not. No, it did not. All
0: right, game number two. And I only say this because I believe Justin Jefferson was injured and not playing. Vikings. Vikings. Niners on Monday Night Football that turned out to be a terrific game where Kirk Cousins played awesome and they beat San Francisco, where I think we looked at that like, ah, no Justin Jefferson. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. that's two. Number three, and it wasn't a great game, but completely unexpected to where you're watching in the second half, like, what the hell is going on?
2: Broncos-Chiefs. Broncos-Chiefs, right. That's when we all had the uh, the Broncos finished Dead.
0: for the year. Yes, and then they Punished Kansas City and really got after Patrick Mahomes and they look like a really good team. And I think that started, or that was part of kind of their rebirth where they actually went on a nice run. They won like five or six in a row or something. Yeah, something like that. Game four, now getting more towards the end of the season. We never call a Titan game a cool game. Never. How about Titans Dolphins, where they scored those two two times in the final like two minutes to stun Miami right. on the road? The beginning of the Miami downfall. Yes, and you look at what happened to them from that point forward. And then the last one, and I only say it because it was thrilling with the finish, and we didn't know what Philadelphia was, even though they were in the middle of it. Cardinals-Eagles in Philly, like week 16 or something, or 17. Yes.
2: Right? Yeah, I got to say, if you're a Cardinal fan, you had a couple of... uh and, and they kicked the crap out of the Cowboys. Right, but they lost that giant game. Yes. Now, the only one I didn't
0: add here, and I forgot, I thought of it this morning... Was jo- the Josh Dobbs game with the Vikings, where oh, he yeah. was the NFC player of the week?
2: Yes, that was a cool one. But those were games like we looked at it on, and we're like, these aren't cool. These games stink. Definitely not cool games. So. And then I'm sure we had cool games that were like, oh, this is game. D- yeah, that were duds. Total duds. No
0: question about it. Total duds. Like Jerry. you would have said, Cowboys, Packers, which I'm sure we did. We called that a cool
2: game. 27-0 in the second quarter. That was a dud. That sucked. That was a cool game for Packers fans and Cowboys haters. That's exactly right. Thank you so much, Jerry, for those cool games. Oh. oh. <laughs> those were your cool games. Alan Jerry just brought you two cool games. Those were your cool games Alan Jerry just brought you a couple cool
0: games pretty strong
2: Your Choice of cool cigarettes or Newport's, which are you picking? Newport, that is cool. Yeah,
0: no, I don't think it's very cool at all. Actually, <sighs> menthol,
2: <laughs> yes. remember when Marlboro tried to roll out a menthol? It's yeah, like, the no. green and a green package. No, menthol is Newport's and cool's. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. We don't need Marlboro, get ga- Marlboro's red and, and then light. the
0: lights. The Marlboro light was, pr- I would say, probably the most popular cigarette. <laughs> Marlboro lights are for chicks, Jerry. Men <laughs> smoke the reds, okay. Men smoked the camel unfiltered. Yeah, yeah. Chesterfield.
2: Chesterfield. Paul Malls. You know what Paul chicks smoke? Malls. Capri's. Uh, and Parliaments. And Virginia Slim. Parliaments is a cool
0: filter. Women smoked Parliaments? Yeah, because they had remember the, the plastic filter yeah.
2: on the end? They were popular when I worked at Drug Fair? Parliaments. You know what uh, didn't get a lot of love? Salem's. <laughs> <laughs> Did you
0: sell a lot of the one hundreds? No. That always seemed like a bargain to me, though. Where <laughs> you get extras. <laughs> Same price, but you got an extra uh, bit of tobacco. Yeah. Yeah. I never understood what people. But then when you would smoke it, you felt like an idiot. Like, right. what is this like, long thing? Look at this tool <laughs> with this long cigarette. It's so true. All right. We got to take a break. I promise. Cave Thibodeau. Uh, On the other side, we got a couple of other things for you as well. Dice was in yesterday with uh, Sal and BT. I meant
2: to listen to that. A little bit of an awkward moment.
0: (laughs) I bet! I will uh, present that to you as well. awesome. Well, you know what? Maybe I'll save that for the show because I didn't get the audio yet. I got to play the audio, but I'll tease that for later. Feel Good Friday presented by Casamigos Tequila. Brought to you by those who drink it. Make sure you have plenty on hand this weekend. Casamigos Tequila, reminding our friends to celebrate responsibly. All right, great to have you with us. It is uh, quarter six. We've got Boomer and Geo coming up on a football Friday on the fan. Are you interested? By the way, did it just for two seconds, the Knicks yesterday or last night, just a night. And I know it's the end of a road trip, but you got to give them credit. They just crushed the uh, Nuggets last night by like 40 points. So they are on a roll. They won five in a row. They continue to win. They're now fourth in the East. They're only a couple of games. Think about this. They're only two games behind Philadelphia for third in the East. So they continue to win. This OG Ananobi, Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle uh, trio is really working out. So good for them. Very good win. And the um,
2: the Nets choked again last night. Okay. Yeah, and I guess Jalen Brunson is not going to be a starter in the All Star game. No, he'll uh, be a reserve. Mr. Charles Barkley was one who was uh, good. upset about that. Yeah, a lot of people were. Well, I guess the the uh, the players voted for Brunson, the media voted for Brunson, but the fans voted for Lillard, and the fan vote is overwhelmed is a heavier vote
0: yeah but you know what at the end of the day whether you're a starter or not it's it's so interesting to me you'd almost rather be put in I and I don't know I do the coaches and players vote on the reserves I'm not sure how that works yeah I'm not sure uh, my guess would be your peers are the ones that decide who the reserves are not the fans I think you'd almost rather that way yeah because it really means
2: something and the fan vote is goofy always has been in all these sports Right, because I always thought it was unfair to large cities because you have more people to vote for your sure. players, right? And
0: these leagues let you stuff the ballot box yeah.
2: in a lot of cases or go online and do whatever.
0: So I don't know if that's still the case, but it was and used to be. And you'd always get someone that didn't belong.
2: When you were a kid, did games. you ever vote for any all-star I don't things? think I did.
0: Not the baseball I don't one? even think at baseball I did. And we used to go to the park. I don't, I don't remember grabbing a ballot and
2: actually filling it out, but... I don't remember. Yeah, I do remember doing a couple times because okay. I wanted all my all my Mets in there. Gary Carter. Gary Carter, Doc Gooden, Strawberry. Sure. I wanted to get all those guys in. Hmm. I think I even voted for guys like Rafael Santana just to oh, geez. try to get all the Mets. I just wanted a Met all-star team. The Met power hitting shortstop. <laughs> Batted 210 and hit four home runs.
0: It was a good That's shortstop,
2: right. though. Yeah, It was always like when guys that didn't hit a lot of home runs would hit a home run yes. like Ozzie Smith. Lou Whitaker from the Tiger. I think Lou Whitaker hit a home run in an All Star game off Doc Gooden. Really? In like 80, and Lou Whitaker just didn't hit home runs. And to hit one off Doc Gooden in an All Star game was. I remember as a kid, I was like, "What just happened?" It did not make much sense. It didn't make any sense because I didn't. Now I feel like anyone can hit a home run at any time. It's not shocking. Different game. But back then, like Ozzy Smith wasn't hitting a lot of home runs.
0: Remember back when, when in, in like the eighties, they would especially, and then in the nineties, listening to Mike and Chris. They would always talk about like when you would fill out your depth chart, your roster, you'd have to, you had to get your power numbers from your first baseman and your third baseman, second baseman and shortstop. Not important. It's okay. Just play good defense. It didn't matter how you were offensively. But then your right fielder had to be a slugger. Your center fielder needed to be your leadoff guy and had to be your burner. And it was like there was almost like a a pattern to how teams built their their team. Now it's like. Your your uh, your best hitter could be your center fielder, your catcher, your second baseman. Doesn't matter,
2: right? And that best power hitter might lead off, yes, or bat, or bat second, bat second which is a which is a change. Very weird how that changed. I'm sure it was a slow change at one point. So what's going on with this Kayvon Thibodeau, Jerry?
0: All right, so Kayvon Thibodeau was on this 7 p.m. Brooklyn podcast, is what it's called, hosted by Carmelo Anthony. By the
2: way. Tremendous production. I thought the same thing. Sounded great. <laughs> looks great. I agree. Yeah, that, you know, sometimes we get these podcasts yeah. where you can't hear. It's a, a, a tinny audio. Yeah. I was like, this is beautiful. I think it's done. called
0: Wave Sports and Entertainment.
2: Yeah, they're doing a good job I over there. I could
0: not agree with you more. I thought the same thing. How about that? Yeah, really more of a TV show than again a podcast. Um, so he's on. In the first like twenty minutes, they're just talking about you know their upbringing and Carmelo played football as a kid and Thibodeau played basketball. Blah, and then they kind of get into the season. And Thibodeau is talking about how, man, it's amazing how quick it flipped on us because you're thinking that first drive against the Cowboys, man, we are going to dominate this year. We feel great. Remember, they were right down the field on Dallas, and then the drive stalled, and you know what happened next with the block field goal. Cowboys returning for a touchdown, and things just went haywire. And then so I'm going to play you a series of three things. This is Carmelo. Talking, they're talking about how things just went sideways in a blink. And then Carmelo is the one that kind of brings up the money in terms, of, I think what he's getting at is team building and not having the depth that you might have used to have.
1: In sports, it's hard to adapt yeah. Yeah. quickly when your original plan Doesn't is, work. is all that you put. You yeah. put all your effort and, and everything to your original That's plan, the and then that goes sideways for Look at whatever the Jets. reason. And it's the it's the salary cap what people don't realize that's what it, but, that's but, like. So, but that's always the issue. Yeah, money, it's money yeah, is money. Yeah. It's always the issue.
0: All right. So they you, that's Thibodeau that mentions the salary cap, and I think that's what they're getting at—that it's hard to have depth at all these positions because of the way the money is kind of put out. So then you get to. The part that, I know Marco at the top of the hour did mention at the end, hey, he does back Daniel Jones. This, this is where, this was the very next thing he
1: says. You paid Daniel Jones 40 million. We not and
0: it, it was a great, I,
1: I, me, I believe. A, a lot of people was mad at that.
0: All right, so you hear he says, I believe in Daniel Jones. and was basically trying to say, I believe it was a great deal. And then he gets cut off by the other host who says a lot of people were mad at that. And then this is when he gets into the Barkley thing.
1: Okay. A lot of people was mad at that, but let, I was like, let listen. Me, let me tell you what I'm mad at. And this is the only thing I'll say about that. What I'm mad about is that Saquon, because if you look at the game, the tape, Saquon was responsible for at least 30% of our explosive plays. Oh, yeah. Not more.
0: Meaning the year before, and then he would go on to say the quote of, I think he should have got paid first, the big deal. Not that Daniel Jones shouldn't have, but Barkley's the one that should have got rewarded first. And so
2: that's what's making headlines. Hmm. And what do you make of that? If you were a, let me ask, if you were like on the, if you were Daniel Jones, what would you make of that? Anything? Uh,
0: The fact that he said, I think Daniel Jones, that was a great deal is what he was about to say. And I believe in Daniel Jones makes me feel good about it. There's more there, though, where he talks about how the locker room feels like you should get what you deserve and Barkley didn't. That would make me a little Mm. uneasy. And he's not wrong, but it goes to show there might be an issue in that locker room good news though bill belichick get that straightened right out <laughs> and we have come full circle
2: in the middle of next season all right
0: we'll take a quick break when we come back boomerangio standing by odyssey sportsman and amy lawrence talking about head coaching it's the dynamic duo of Al and jerry the superheroes of wfan Right, we got about a minute or so to go. The guys are standing by. Nick's a big win last night. What else?
2: Boomer? we had a question for you. It came up during the oh, yeah. warm-up program. Okay. The schedule it? for the championship games, yes. was the NFC always going to be the 630 game? I believe so, because uh, we alternate every year. Okay. So I was right. So I, th- I think, and it actually works
0: out great because you have a West Coast team and you have an East Coast team. So.
2: Yeah. We weren't sure if they were like, the better game no, is gonna I, I, be I,
0: that alternates every year.
2: Oh, what else you got? Is that okay. <laughs> 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 you anything else? Yeah, no, I'm good with that. Okay. That was asked and answered. Yeah, that was asked and answered, Jerry. Uh, there's a very disturbing uh, article I read today on TMZ. This Vince McMahon, this guy is this is your else. hero? No, not my. Oh, hero. Not this guy's a, guy is a hero. punk. Oh, there's what do some do? crazy sexual assault claims against him, which are very detailed. And very nasty. I can't even talk around it for you, Jerry. Really? That's how crazy it is. Yeah. Now, where did we get this from? Uh, I got it from TMZ. No, I mean, where'd they get it from? I'm not sure, but it, the articles are everywhere, but the articles don't detail it like the TMZ one does. The other articles are like, mm, I want to read this. This now, is, is some this crazy video, stuff. Now, it's video, court documents, accusations. Court documents so, okay. and accusations. So this from has been filed. Do-
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. He's in trouble. Well, I'm not a fan, so. WFAN.
1: WFAN WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.